Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at one in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was thinking about what I was going to be talking about, psyching up, and uh, forgot to bring up my camera. So, hey, this is Andy over at the Fa Andy Falco Show, coming to you live from Brea, California at 6 p.m. on a Monday. Wow, what a couple weeks we have had, eh? Uh, and it's just getting more and more interesting. Uh, there are some things that I really believe are happening. I cannot wait until I can get enough information, enough proof for certain things, because... Um, uh, they need to be talked about. There's some stuff I'm getting from some sources that I have in some police departments about some things we've all seen on television. And um, I, 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 I see them posting these things on Facebook and Twitter and all the other places. Um, but I try not to talk about anything too much without checking it out first because every so often... Uh, the information is wrong. So, but I'm getting a lot <laughs> from really good sources. And so how about the craziness of defunding police departments and dismantling them? I mean, um, I, I mentioned it before, uh, a clip I'm going to show you right now, before all this kind of stuff happened. And I was, you know, there were police officers, oh, that'll never happen. And nobody will ever say that. And you're crazy. That'll, and then here you are. Here we are with uh, people that actually have voted, city councils have voted in Minneapolis in particular, uh, and said, uh, yeah, we're going to dis dismantle the police department. And this is a city with a, uh, a ranking of four <laughs> in the criminal stats. Four. You know how bad four is? It's, it's, it's bad. A hundred being best. Like, so uh, it is the worst. It is, you have the, a city with the worst crime uh, on record, uh, for the most part, in the United States, or maybe one or two that are worse, and they're talking about no police. And then here, let me uh, go ahead. I'm going to bring this up right now and, and and share this. Let me go ahead and bring down my lower third. And here you go. We have a state action against our police department, which gives us legal mechanisms in the very short term. You know, there's lessons from all over the country, all over the world that we're looking to yeah. um, to take immediate steps while we work toward building the systems that we would need to imagine that that future. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality. 
where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so we have a state action against our police department, which wow. gives us legal mechanisms. And so she's saying that it's a privilege, white privilege that we have police departments that service our cities. <laughs> when without the police department, um, crime increases in impoverished areas, not, not, I mean, there's no positive. <laughs> There's no positive. I mean, it has nothing to do with r white privilege. Uh, it has to do with taking care of our country, our cities, our, our, our states, um, and, and, and fighting against crime. I, it, those of you that don't know, I was a police officer for 21 years. Um, and I can tell you that there's more than just rioting. I mean, actually, we rarely go on riots. I went uh, to the Rodney King riot and maybe one other smaller riot in a parking lot outside of a bar. Those are the only riots that I ever participated in. So riots is very. So what we're seeing is a lot of police in riot circumstances where it isn't common for m many of these officers to be in riots. So many of them are young and, and never been in a riot. And so you, you may be seeing some of them get it wrong, right? They push a, a guy too uh, hard and he falls down. Now, that's a, that was a setup. Everything that I'm getting from information from uh, uh, shoot, where did that happen? Oh, Buffalo. Uh, from Buffalo is that that is it was a complete setup. But ever, I, I need more information to confirm that. However, um, what you're seeing again is law enforcement in a very difficult situation. You train for it, but training never gets you ready for the real thing, right? It, it's not long that as a police officer, once you've had your, you know, tenth. DUI that you pulled over that you can start to do it without having to think you can go through all the the dynamics of doing the, the field sobriety test to then giving them the uh, ad admonition that they're going to take a blood breath or urine test and then all the documentation that goes along with it and then it gets much easier but the first time you do it it's a mess right so if this is your first time in a riot as a police officer you're putting a lot of pressure on these young kids to know exactly how to handle being uh, uh, thrown into a riot situation where uh, people are throwing bricks and bottles and, and Molotov cocktails and other crap at them and trying to, uh, you know, do it in a way that doesn't get you on national TV and, and doesn't get you arrested as a police officer. And it's a very difficult situation. And so uh, there's other stuff. And what this lady doesn't understand, she's the president, I guess, of the city council uh, for Minneapolis, is um, uh, is an example of the stupidity of uh, these these. I don't even know that you can call at this point. I'm having a very difficult time with liberals and Democrats. They've literally have lost their mind. They have, they're just, I don't know. I have friends that I used to think that had some intelligence and yet they, they spout stuff. This is like, no, that, that, that didn't happen. Or that was, that's, that's not true. Um, this is like, they're, they're repeating like the systemic racism in law enforcement, but there's not, I was in law enforcement for 20 years. I never, uh, beat a black person because they were black. I never did that, right? I, I, I never arrested somebody just because they were black. Now there were black suspects that committed a crime and I arrested those people, right? I know those people is not a good thing to say, but I don't know how else to put it, right? Uh, I arrested white people that were criminals. I arrested Mexicans that were, I arrested Asians that were cr criminals. Uh, um, uh, a guy by the name of Chief, he was uh, always in trouble at the park. Uh, and I arrested an, an American Indian uh, uh, several times. <laughs> and the worst thing you could do to him is have a female arrest him. He would go nuts if it was a female cop trying to arrest him. He would fight to the death. And um, it was rather in interesting working with that, or not working with that guy, but arresting him from time to time. And so I can tell you that it, it, as long as I was a cop for 21 years and all the cops I've trained across the United States and in Canada and other countries, I have not witnessed a systemic racism problem. Now, that is not to say 
I got to say these things because everybody gets crazy and they'll send me messages. I just saw one. Somebody just said, um, if you uh, if you are um, a, a supporter of Trump, you're racist. I just I got that on my Facebook page that I'm racist because I support Trump. I, again, I always ask the question, you know, well, show me where um, Trump did anything that was racist uh, as president. Now, they'll go back and say that he did this like thing with his construction and that kind of stuff. Who knows? Right. There's there's all kinds of problems that happen when you're when you're in business. I don't know. But I, I can tell you that as long as I've been really following him and re I've read his books, uh, I've done a lot of stuff. I, I don't see any proof. I have not heard him say anything that's racist ever. And I always ask, show me. And but they they're they're they're, they're, they're racist if you follow Trump. It is really the craziest thing. So uh, I in systemic racism, if you understand, they keep repeating this. I think people hear it. Right. They hear it and then they just keep repeating it, not knowing actually what it means. It means the entire system, the entire law enforcement system is racist. I am telling you, based on the stats that I've read over the last several shows, it is it is blatantly untrue. It is a false narrative. It is um, a myth. Just so you know. Now, does that mean that on occasion or often maybe in some of these areas that blacks feel like they get picked on and they get stopped more than others, they get mistreated and things are said. I, I'm telling you, I know that it happens, but it is not systemic. It is a problem that needs to be addressed. And there's no doubt about it. There's, a, there's a, also an issue of how they feel, right? They have a feeling that in this country, they don't have the opportunity of whites. They have a feeling that they don't believe that they are given the same chances as, as whites or other uh, races. And so we need to address that. That's a bigger issue. And so when I, when I, when I read these things, when I hear these things, so I wanted to address that, the dismantling plea is totally crazy. One, oh, one last thing that's so, so important is that what that moron uh, doesn't uh, understand that whoever that, whatever that girl's name is, she's an idiot. She doesn't deserve uh, any acknowledgement of, of, of leadership because she's devoid of, uh, of knowledge of the, of, of understanding of she have, has no ability to learn and to understand law enforcement. These are people making decisions about law enforcement that have never been in law enforcement. She's probably never gone on a ride along to see what it's like. And I can tell you some ride along stories. Maybe I'll tell that some of those at the end, but what, it, what will happen if you dismantle uh, Minneapolis is that the only people that will have security are the people of wealth. The very people that they say are, uh, are bad people. The only people that won't have security are the ones who cannot afford to pay for security and they will have no law enforcement and they will have no security. And so now there you are, they're gonna be defending themselves. They're gonna be eating each other, uh, not literally, you know what I mean? They're gonna be doing a lot of, there's nobody there to, to stop the crime from happening. But you know that the the, the mayor, right? The 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 governor, uh, the city council members, they'll all have their security. They'll have security to take care of them as they go from place to place or if they need it, they'll have, they'll have some source of security. But the only people that won't have security, the only people that won't have police are the underprivileged and the, and the people that are living in some of, these, the, some of the poorest areas of our country. Remembering that Minneapolis has one of the highest crime um, rates uh, per capita in the United States of America, that city with the worst crime, you're going to take away law enforcement. Who's going to go to the domestic violence calls when somebody, uh, I, I don't know how many times I went to domestic violence crimes where the lady was unconscious because she got punched so hard that uh, uh, they were stabbed several times. I had one lady, she was stabbed 21 times. Um, I had, um, uh, you know, the husband kill the wife and then kill himself. Uh, and he's still somewhat alive. I, I had maybe 10 or 15 of those, you know, and those are just, 
just things that I can think about the top of the head. Who who's going to go to those if you don't have police? The 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 counselors that you're talking about, the um, the the um, whatever they they said, um, social services. You have social service counselors are going to go to. I don't understand how that's all going to work. They get paid a fraction probably of what law enforcement gets paid. We're going to get the law enforcement pay in just a second, but that's who you're going to have go. That's going to go to these crime scenes where somebody has been stabbed for 21 times. When I walked in on one crime scene, I had to kick the door open there. You're going to have a, a, um, uh, a social service person. They're going to kick the door open to go inside to find a baby trying to wake her mother up. Who's dead. And the baby's covered in blood. And she had a year and a half years old. It's telling mommy to wake up and the blood is all over the baby and all over. They're going to, what, what are they going to do with that? And the suspects inside kind of rocking back and forth uh, with a knife. What do they do? What do you do without law enforcement and police? Somebody that's armed to take that guy into custody. I, I, I don't understand. The call that I told you about when I, I went and pursued and stopped this guy, he had a gun to his chin. I was talking to him and talking to him and talking for hours, trying to get him to put down the gun. Uh, I don't understand. What are you going to do with that? The homicides uh, in Chicago. I've, I've talked about this several times. 82 people were shot in Chicago. 19 were killed. Uh, who's going to go to those crime scenes? Who's going to those 82 crime scenes and process those crime scenes? It's um, it's bizarre. It, what they're looking at is a is a is a video, or they're they're out on the streets watching police trying to trying to handle a riotous situation. A riotous situation is an active situation where stuff is happening all over the place. You got people trying to run through the the the, uh, the police line. You got people looting and rioting and uh, catching things on fire, catching the police cars on fire. And I know that the the liberal media doesn't want. No, it's just it was peaceful. I, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're constantly saying, no, those were peaceful. What do you mean they were peaceful? They were burning down people's property. I, what, what is all that about? And so they're, they're saying, well, you know, this officer pushed this guy or he hit him with a stick. Well, he had to get, he has to move forward. He has to get these guys. But what do you want? How do you want them to get back? Right. They're calling tear gas, uh, which, which they see smoke and they're calling it tear gas. Uh, and OC, um, they're going, oh, but that's OC. Uh, but OC pepper spray is little pellets that are going, they're like narrowed down to one or two people. Sometimes they'll skip them off the ground, which causes them to go a little bit. But it's not like a tear gas canister that covers a large area. And, and again, uh, this, these are things that people, well, you're just making excuses. I'm not. What they're trying to do is survive. What are you gonna have a what are you gonna have a bunch of social service counselors out there in a line handing out flyers and saying, please don't loot? Please stop catching my my uh my city car on fire. Would you please stop? Um, would you stop stealing all the televisions out of this uh this person's store? Who that is their whole living, all everything you're taking is 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 everything that this person has and owns. Oh, the insurance will pay for it. You know, it's not that big of a deal, it's just property. Let them let them vent and take all this stuff. Okay, so that's what the counselor is going to do. They're going to allow people to just run amok throughout a city and, and take it over and nobody really cares. Is that is that what, what we're doing? Then fine. I, I don't know why uh, the Minneapolis police officers showed up for work. I understand that many of them did, but you know many of them are going to, that are close to retirement are just going to retire. There, there's no way that a police officer in Minneapolis and it's in New York now also and Los Angeles, I, I feel for those guys because... You cannot go to work right now and, and feel like you can do a job where you need to, you may need to protect yourself or protect somebody else. Uh, you're going to hesitate. You, you may not do it. And either you're going to die or you're going to get. And if you do 
take care of business where you actually hurt somebody or actually kill somebody, there's a so very big chance that you will be arrested. And the city, the, uh, uh, the city attorneys uh, responsible for you, the DAs will not defend you and you will go to jail for a very long time. Another police officer was just arrested. I understand. I didn't get all the details, but he was arrested for hitting somebody with a nightstick, I think, or something like that. Some, some type of violence. You, in, in your, they're putting, they go, I want, I want you to go out there and take care of business, but don't do anything or else we're going to arrest you. Don't take any action. Just stand there. <laughs> and, but don't take any action. Let them loot. Let them catch things on fire. Let them throw shit at you. But don't, don't you do anything. You're going to get fired. If you do anything, you're going to get arrested. I, I cannot understand why anybody in Minneapolis that has a badge would go to work. I would take my badge. I would drop it off at the front step of the police department and my gun belt without the gun in it and my uniform in a nice neat pile and then then push it through the door and say, I'll see you later. Uh, I'm going to go work for another police department somewhere else um, or I'm going to get a job at Walmart. And so that makes no sense why they go to work. I would not go work. I know that you shouldn't say that as a law enforcement officer. And I know that I should not tell, but I'm telling you, they are in trouble in those cities, especially Minneapolis and in New York right now. Uh, and I would say even Los Angeles to a certain extent, probably not as much as New York, but they do anything wrong. They're going to jail. The police officers are going to jail. Nobody's going to support you in that city. Now I can support you here from Brea, but that, that's not going to do you any good. They are going to go to jail. It is crazy. Um, that you're going to work. It's crazy. I, I don't know why they are. I don't know why <laughs> you would take a chance because you may have to defend yourself. If you defend yourself, you'll be arrested. That is really the bottom line. And I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, and so, so there's that. So I'll, I'll end up with that. So let's talk about what the Democrats claimed to do today. That was this big thing that they were going to take the stand and they, they were going to have in Nancy Pelosi and Schumer. And I don't know who else was there. We're, we're going to talk about and they, oh, they kneeled with African um, garb on. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. <laughs> they are just, they are, they're crazy as the, that councilwoman that I just showed you that video of. They, they are, frick, they've lost their minds. Right. Biden literally has lost his mind, um, but the rest of them have truly uh, uh, joined uh, uh, Biden with losing their minds. And so they, they, they have this big thing this morning and they name a bunch of stuff. Let me uh, go ahead and bring up uh, that. Uh, there it is. So U.S. Democrats, Democrats, I always do that. It's hard for me to say Democrats for some reason. I don't know. why, um, But it's um, it's difficult for me. And I hope my, my mic is still working. I hope if anybody uh, sees that my mic is not working, please let me know. Because uh, sometimes I click on the wrong thing. Um, yeah, I just talked about that, Jefferson. Yeah, uh, the 85. Oops, I clicked on that. There you go. Uh, yeah, I just talked about that, 85 death. Um, and the week, weekend before that, 82 deaths or 82 shot and uh, 19 killed. Um, so um, back to this thing. So. The U.S. Democrats, they, they, the sweeping legislation for reform. And again, this is just BS. It's, I'm going to explain why this is BS, because for a lot of reasons. So uh, just the main things that they, they talk about here is that um, the Justice in Policing, <laughs> Justing in Policing Act. <laughs> Come on. 
2020, what is introduced on Monday by top Democrats, lawmakers, um, House speakers, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Black Senators Kamala Harris, Kamala, Kamala, whatever she's called, Cory Booker, and members of the Congressional Black Caucus. As she, un as she unveiled the bill, she unveiled it. She unveiled <laughs> this worthless document. Um, and it says, um, the bill forces, that forces, right? That's a really big word. They, they love to use these big words like systemic racism, right? Those are words that really burn into the soul and people begin to, to copy and say, not knowing actually what it means, right? They just know that it sounds like it's really bad uh, for cops. And so she unveiled the bill. Uh, Miss Pelosi read the names of black men and women who have died at the hands of police. Very dramatic. While she's wearing African grub, uh, Garb, sorry, grub, <laughs> carb. The bill, force, the bill forces federal police to use body and dashboard cameras. That has been done for the last 15 years in local law enforcement, um, but she's going to force um, uh, federal police. I don't know that federal police never have either. I think that they've also done that. There's no forcing something that's already been done. This has already been done. It is bull crap. This is BS to show, to make them think to, to give the idea that the black communities that she's doing something and they will fall for it because it's not addressing anything that has to do where they live in Minneapolis or where they live in Chicago or Los Angeles or New York. This is about federal police. Do you understand that? <laughs> this has nothing to do with those cities. It has nothing to do with inner cities and policing in, in those inner cities. Um, ban chokeholds. Chokeholds have been banned since I was a cop after Rodney King. That all stopped. It was, it, they were banned. This has already been done. Well, I don't understand why, why people are going, oh, see, this is really great. I've heard uh, 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 even on Fox, they said, well, this is really important that they're banning these things. They've already been banned, you lunatics. Eliminate unannounced police raids known as no-knock warrants, whatever. Uh, and again, this is federal, not, uh, um, uh, not necessarily, based on what I've read, not necessarily uh, uh, inner city. Uh, make it easier to hold police liable for civil rights violations. Yes, a cop's going to really want to go to work when they have no protection uh, and um, uh, at all, right? This is just you're hung out to dry, right? You, you do anything that looks like police work and you will be uh, found liable for civil rights violations. You will lose everything as a police officer. You will lose your house. You will lose your cars, your boats, uh, anything that allows you to live with your, your wife and your children or your husband and your children if you're a female cop um, and you will lose everything. Um, uh, and there's no reason to go, there's no reason to take a job where you're putting yourself at risk, where people are shooting at you and, and running you down with their cars. Um, because, uh, if you even hint that you're doing something that may be wobbly because you try to protect yourself, you will, uh, be held liable. Um, and then, uh, calls for federal funds to be withheld from local police forces who do not make similar reforms. Oh, great. Uh, the martyrdom of George, uh, Floyd gave the American experience a moment of, wait, there was one other thing. Where is it? Um, the bill makes lynching a federal, <laughs> it is a crime. Lynching is a crime. Uh, lynching a federal crime. Okay. So it already is. Limits the sale of military weapons to the police and gives the Department of Justice the authority to investigate state and local police for evidence of department-wide bias and misconduct. They, this is already, this is already stuff that's been done. 
anytime you get involved in a, in a police shooting, they bring in other agencies to investigate you. That happens all the, when I was in my shooting in Anaheim, the, the city did not, the city attorney, nor did homicide. They, they started the investigation, but then another agency came and investigated the shooting. If, if they feel there's a problem, then the FBI comes in. This is already done. These are all empty things that make it look like they're doing something and they're doing nothing. This is not, not what needs to be done. By the way, none of this is going to change anything in regard to what racism there is between law enforcement and the black community. All right, this does nothing for that. This is empty BS that makes them feel good knowing that none of it makes a difference. It'll do nothing. Why? Because they don't want to change the fact that they have, the Democrat cities and states, have created the uh, the problems and the poverty within their cities and states, like Chicago and uh, Minneapolis, all Democrat-run, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Uh, I can go on to other cities. All of them, Baltimore, all of them that have abject poverty, like I said before, are all Democrat-run cities. The problem is not with whether a police officer uses a chokehold or not. That is not what the problem is. And you're not addressing that problem. Okay, you're not, it's not, that's not what you're, uh, it's, it, it's already been done. Everything that you said is being done and it has been done, except for the military weapons. Now, you're telling me that the cops didn't, that were going to those um, uh, multiple shootings, uh, you know, uh, the one in Las, in Las Vegas, right? You, they, they don't, uh, you, you got a handgun, uh, it's shooting up towards a hotel where a guy has all automatic weapons shooting down on a a, a, a a large group of people at a concert, but you only want officers to have this little tiny pea shooter they pew, pew, that they're trying to shoot. I feel like TikTok there, pew, 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 right? They're trying to shoot at a guy that's 13 floors up, right? It's the bullet's going to, and then come down, right? It's not, it's, it's going to get up there and it'll hit him and then he'll, he'll just brush it off. Uh, or the, the, the ones that go up to the floor that have to now take on this guy who has multiple weapons and shooting through the door, you want them to go up there with just a little pea shooter gun. Really? That, that which again, makes no sense, whatever. So you have, you have all these other things that have been done for decades since I was a cop as a young cop at the, at, after the Rodney King riots, right? In my twenties and thirties, all the things that they said have already been done. It's, or it's, it's stupid and it has nothing to do with address the issue in regard to racism that they believe is happening between law enforcement and the black community. None of that, none of anything that they said has anything to do with that. All right. I know I've said that three or four times, but I'll make sure that that's very clear because when I read it, when I saw her going, I'm going, but how does that, you've done nothing. The problem that needs to be addressed is the supervision of the police departments that seem to have a problem. So if you think Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota has a problem, their police department, where was the mayor? The mayor is the one who rightfully got booed, but not for the right reason. He got booed and that because he's the one who's responsible for the police department. He's the one who's supposed to mandate, hey, I, I want to make sure that we don't have any officers in our police department that have more than a couple uh, reports of violence under the color of authority. You know, any complaints of, you know, using bad language or, um, you know, uh, using any, um, uh, you know, a tactic to take somebody to custody where they, somebody's been injured. Uh, we, we, I really want to, uh, as a mayor, I want you to bring me a report of all the officers that have more than two. 
right? Because every officer, you cannot go through your career without one. I had one for sure, but that was against, uh, that was uh, for uh, a, a white kid out of Cal State Fullerton who said that I, he was 6'4", by the way, I'm 5'9", 175, 180 pounds at the time, and he was six, whatever. Um, and he said, I, I brutalized him, threw him down the ground and punched him in the back of the head. None of that happened, by the way, but I went to federal court on that and that was about it. Um, I think I may have had one other complaint in my entire career. Um, but again, that one was very similar. It was uh, a mother who complained that my police dog bit her son. The police, the son finally said, yeah, I, I punched the dog in the nose and that's why the dog bit me. <laughs> right. So those are the two complaints. I had. The two big complaints that I had. Um, and uh, every cop has those few that go on. Now, that is that is just normal. But when you begin to get multiple complaints and they all have very similar um, uh, situations, uh, either uh, they're all black, right? Yeah, that's one, that's a kind of little red flag. They're all Mexican. Um, they all involve um, using a chokehold when we chokeholds have been outlawed, right? They're using something that police departments in their policy already say you can't use. Now, I mean, I'm telling you, and I said this the other day, that sometimes a chokehold is all you got and you would actually save a, a person's life by using it as opposed to shooting them because, because that would be the alternative, right? The alternative when you are losing a fight is you're gonna go, okay, the only thing I have here is I can grab him by the hair, pull his head back and put my arm around his neck and choke him out just so I don't have to shoot him, right? That's been taken away. So now you don't have that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so they've, they've taken that risk by taking that out of the policy and everybody knew at the time, they said, but what if, what if I get in a fight and I don't have any alternative? What am I supposed to do? Uh, I guess you gotta shoot them. And so you're taking away something that doesn't kill everybody. It's killed a couple here and there. That doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it bad. It's just kind of one of those things that happened. Police work is not pretty. And on occasion, we had to use some um, some ways of taking uh, control of a situation to knock somebody out just long enough so we could put the handcuffs on. That really was what it was used for. And I and before it was outlawed, I used it a couple of times very successfully and did not have to shoot and kill the person I was fighting with. And so, but, all right, they've taken the risk. They said, okay, let's just take that out because it just sounds bad and it looks bad. And it's like a pinch collar on a dog. People don't like it. And so people avoid it if they, if they can. Now, um, in the chokehold um, is, is done. So we don't do that. But... If an officer has, in a city like Minneapolis, has five complaints of using the chokehold, there you go. You got somebody who's, it's a red flag and say, dude, we told you, we told you on the two previous times not to use that chokehold. You've, you've used it four or five more times. So the problem that needs to be addressed is, Nancy Pelosi would have gone, we're going to hold mayors. This is where it gets strong and gets important. And this is where you really need to listen to me because this is important because this is where it starts right? It can actually start at the governor where the governor can say, okay, I want all mayors to do this with the police departments. I want you to have all the information in regard to officer complaints. I want all the stats. I want them put into a spreadsheet. I want to see the officer's names. I want to see how many complaints they have. I want them itemized by the type of complaint it is, verbal, physical, um, death, um, uh, use of force, uh, all these things, right? You have all these categories and you, I want to see your report and we're going to start addressing these issues. And because if we have a problem in these police departments, that is most likely where it's going to show up, right? Because if you have complaints, remember that also a lot of complaints aren't filed. So it's kind of like a lot of rapes that happen aren't also um, reported because of this, you know, if I do it, then it's probably, nothing's probably going to happen, that kind of stuff. So if you have people that have actually taken the steps to report it, it's either they're really pissed at the cop and they hate his guts or that actually happened. It's one of those two. And you can look at them all individually. You can create a task force of, of, of 
I, I would say retired police officers and civilians because you can't have it all civilians because like this lady, this this idiot, the, the city council member, she doesn't know enough about law enforcement to understand actually how it works. She doesn't understand that you can't go there with a flower to a uh, an active shooter scenario where somebody's shooting up you know, an area and say, here's a flower, put the gun down, right? It, it, it will never, it, that will never happen. You will get shot and you'll be holding that flower uh, to your death. So if you, if you have a, um, have a, have a policy now that is much stronger and says, if you guys don't have these reports to me by a certain date, give them a month to gather all this information, maybe two months at the most, that that is actually taking a stand and really looking at the police department. And also, you also begin to interview police officers. What do you, is there anybody on the force and you, they're, um, you know, sworn in, um, the, they're, um, you know, told that they're, they're it's, uh, it's anonymous and uh, we're just gathering information and maybe not even write the officer's name down, um, just begin to ask information. You could go both ways on that. And I haven't completely thought that through, but again, you start with the mayors of each one of these cities. That's where you need to start. They're the ones who have dropped the ball. They're the ones who don't care. They want to blame Donald Trump. They want to blame police officers. They want to blame other people, but they've never taken the time to find out what's going on with their police department. Our mayor in Anaheim was constantly, um, at least the mayors that I work for, were constantly at stuff. They were at police events. They were asking uh, questions. I would see them at the police department constantly trying to figure out, get a feel for what's happening in the police department. And that's what a mayor does. The police department, the fire department are one of the, are two of the most important um, um, uh, details uh, that a mayor needs to be aware of because that's where crap happens, by the way, right? And that's where people get hurt. And that's what costs people, uh, you know, the city's money is these lawsuits against law enforcement. So really important that they do that. Another thing is, of course, um, we get tons of training. Uh, California, I told you the other day, California, uh, you know, I, again, I investigate criminal activity and wrongdoing by police officer. That's what I've done for 15 years uh, across the United States and Canada. And again, I, I think I told you, I think I've only had one or two cases involving a white cop on a black uh, suspect. All of the rest have been Mexican, white uh, and other um, other nationalities. And I don't, they just call me, they call me with these cases and I get a ton. Now, is that mean that the, maybe the, um, the judicial system is racist, racist and they don't investigate anything involving blacks. It could be, I don't know, but I'm telling you, I don't get very many cases involving blacks, uh, in all the cases, hundreds of cases that I've been asked to look at. Um, very few, I can think of two. There may have been, there may be a couple more, but it's, it's very low. And again, hundreds. And so the percentage is very low. Um, and so you, you, you really need to begin to look at what is it, why the Democrat, why do they like this? Why do they like this, um, this turmoil between law enforcement and the, uh, the impoverished, the impoverished of their cities? Why do they like that they, they're at each other and don't trust one another? And why do they encourage it, right? They're encouraging it by saying it's systemic. They're encouraging saying, because they're saying cops are bad, they're encouraging it by saying, you know, we're going to defund cops because you're telling us cops are bad. So we're, we don't like cops either. All these white privileged people, right? They, they are saying, well, cops are all bad. And you can see that they're really fueling uh, this, this hatred between the black community and law enforcement. Now, all, do all blacks hate cops? No, uh, because I've talked to them. I've seen them on television and, and talking, but you can really begin to, to cause us to swell if your leadership, your Democrat leadership, who you've been uh, brainwashed 
through the Stockholm syndrome that I talked about the other day that, well, you know, they obviously care because all I hear is them telling, uh, you know, confirming my fears. The Democrats, Democrats are confirming the fears by telling you're right. Police are bad. You're right. They do kill you every day and they don't. They, um, you're right. They are uh, choking you uh, with these chokeholds, which chokeholds have been outlawed for a long period of time. Um, you're right. They, they serve these warrants, those no-knock warrants all the time, every day. Does not happen that way. Um, they have uh, military weapons only to use against you, the black people, right? So they keep feeding this narrative that really causes this to swell. And they're going, look at these people care. They're telling us how bad these cops are. And we believe also that they're bad because I have had bad experiences. Have you had bad experiences? I'm guessing that you may have, that you probably have, all right? But um, it's not happening the same way that it is. Let me show you a stat really quick um, and show you. This is from 2013. I understand, but I, this is the, the uh, before we got started, it was the first one I could find. But this is um, something I think is really important for you to see. So um, this is based on statistics. Down below, there's all the stats and where it came from and the information and where it's from. But you got white, uh, white killed by blacks, whites killed by blacks. And that is something like 9.2%. Wow, it's really small. I can't see it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I made it too small. Um, and so it's 9.2, I believe. It could be 7.2. Um, but then you have blacks killed by whites, 0.77, all right? So that's very small. Um, and that isn't really the important part. And are they, if they're killed, it's horrible. It's bad, right, that black people are killed by anybody, including especially whites, right? It, it is not good. But again, it's 0.77. Uh, and then you got whites killed uh, by whites. And that's about the same as whites being killed by blacks. So uh, we, we can kill whites, uh, you know, we can get killed by blacks and whites and we get about the same, right? Here is the stat that's huge. It's the one where blacks kill, killed by blacks. That is huge. That's 33.9, 33.94 as a matter of fact, as, as what I can see there. Gosh, darn it. I wish I would have made it bigger. That font is like a three. <laughs> font on my screen but either way you can see that it's significant right it's significant why wasn't that addressed in this in this bill oops sorry there you go why wasn't that interesting how is it that we are going to solve this problem of black on black crime homicides uh somebody just brought it up so 82 the weekend before 82 blacks were shot by blacks uh, in Chicago in 19 were killed black on black crime, right? We, we, I, I can, I can continue to show you all these stats. It was even worse this last weekend. Uh, and it is a, it is a huge issue. Where is that in that bill? Like, where is it? We are going to go with that. How do we address that? What's important, right? You have, uh, de Blasio, the, the idiot that nobody, he, I, his wife doesn't like him. His kids don't like him. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't like himself, but he says he's going to take money from the cops and he's going to put it into youth programs. The same programs that he had funded years ago, and and they don't know where the money went. That, that so you're going to trust a man who has had other programs where he says he's going to help the underprivileged youth and and black communities, and they're going. But you did that before, and nothing happened. Nothing ever seems to happen. Nothing's happened in Baltimore for the last five decades. Nothing's happened in Chicago for the last five decades. Nobody cares that Lightfoot has done nothing for the black community in her city nothing she has literally done nothing for them other than to confirm their fears and do a lot of speaking about how horrible it is to be black really 
You're telling black people that it's horrible to be black because they're under privilege and you keep just feeding. That's all. That's all you've done so far. You've done nothing to help with them with education, to help them with keeping fathers at home, to help them, uh, you know, succeed, how to um, understand entrepreneurship, uh, how to keep them out of prisons. Right. You There's no program that you have successfully put out in any of these locations way before Trump. Trump's only been around three and something years, three and a half years. And I know that you love to blame him, but you've done nothing for the black community and none of that was in that bill is how they were going to help the community right you got to do both right you got to help this criminal activity that's happening in these really bad neighborhoods bad neighborhoods in the sense there's a lot of crime you have to do something about that in addition to empowering the police to do something significant and there's nothing in that bill for that they've banned things that are already been banned all that stuff has already been done. We have cameras on our uniforms. We have cameras in our cars. We have cameras on the police dogs. We have cameras coming out of our butts. That has already been done for decades. And and you're and you're and you're 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 putting it out there like you're doing something. You've done nothing. Let's look at some of the policies really quick. And I'm gonna um, and I know um, I'm trying to stay on track. All this stuff is related. So I want to go through. Uh, wrong one. I'll talk, talk about that one later if I have time. So you have, this is the Democrat platform. This is what I've written down over the last year or so between the uh, debates and speaking points of Biden and Bernie Sanders and AOC and that other nitwit from Minnesota. I forget her name. Moron. I forget her name. That, 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 other, that other chick. I forget her name. Um, but this, these, this is really their platform. All right. I, and I want you to look at this platform and see where this helps the black community, right? None of their platform that I've ever heard has anything that's for or to benefit the black community. Yet they're all marching in, uh, you know, uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter things. They're all kneeling. They're all laying down with their arms behind their back. They're all out there doing stuff, which is, that's all fine. But what are you really doing? What have you really done for the last five decades that you've had control of these cities where there's nothing? It's a shithole. Who would want to live in any of these places? You, you, you've not helped them turn it from a shithole into something that's much better. You've done nothing for five decades. But yet, and these are, this is your platform. These, these are, this is for real. Now, I know that somebody may, well, that's, you know, that's not true. But they, they want to raise your taxes. Uh, Joe Biden just said that before the riots occurred. Yes, I'm going to come in and raise taxes, right? Uh, everybody in the debates, whoever there was on the debates, at some point they said, what we're going to do is we're going to raise taxes, right? Bernie Sanders, raising taxes. Tell me how raising taxes is going to help the black community. Anybody? Can you write it in the comments, right? Somebody watching, please, in the comments, tell me how raising taxes in the United States is going to help the black community because it hasn't helped so far. California is one of the highest tax, if not the highest tax state in the country, and they've done nothing for the underprivileged, low-income, uh, impoverished people of the state of California. They've done nothing. They've done nothing but increase homelessness 300 times in San Francisco in just the last couple months, right? But yet they tax at the highest and they say they have all these programs. Raising taxes is not doing anything to help the black community. Uh, open borders. Opening the borders for more people to come in, to crowd these inner cities, to uh, more poor people coming in from other countries. I, I need to understand how that's going to help the already poor that we have in this country. Tell me where that helps. This is one of their platforms. And they've said so in the debates that when, if they become president, they're going to open borders. They, they are for open borders. They've said that, right? Do not 
as a Democrat come out, well, you're just, no, I'm telling you, I've seen that. All right, sanctuary cities. We know that that's their plan, right? Sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities meaning you got people coming from other countries that are here illegally and committing crimes and do nothing about it. You say in these sanctuary cities, we will not arrest you and we'll keep you in these communities where we already have uh, over an overpopulation of many of these areas. We have homelessness and you come here and you're safe. You can commit all the crimes you want um, as long as you're an illegal alien and we won't arrest you. Tell me how that helps the black community. Anybody, write it in the comments. I've noticed I have no comments. <laughs> Somebody tell me where that helps, right? These are Democrat liberal policies and the platform that they are running in on running on all right um they want to repeal the second amendment all right so you're going to take away the cops you're releasing criminals and you're having these sanctuary cities where people can come from other countries and we will not do anything about the crimes they're committing within our united states and then you want to take away all of our guns all of us law-abiding citizens and so you don't want police you don't want it, but you want higher crime and you want sanctuary cities and you're going to take away the guns. That is a really good platform, by the way. Uh, the lines, I just went to the gun store three, no, four days ago uh, and a line out the door. <laughs> uh, there, It's good for business, right? The the Democrats are, Democrats are great for business, um, but they're lousy for our society. Great for the gun business, lousy for our society. Uh, and you're only causing... Um, uh, more guns to be bought and sold. Uh, good job. You're doing a great job. I, I, I can appreciate that. Gun stores appreciate the ammo that's being sold. They're sold out of ammo. I wanted to buy a specific gun. They were sold out of that gun because they're, they're selling so many. There's not enough guns for all the people that are going to buy guns. I had to settle for a different gun, which actually I'm pretty happy with. I, I didn't realize that. And after I checked it out, it's um, it's an awesome gun. So I have I added it to the guns I already have in my, in my gun safe. So good for you, Democrats. Thanks for doing that. All right. Uh, they want to release criminals. We talked about they released uh, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of criminals during the pandemic. They found an opportunity, right? They found an op. They look for these opportunities. They don't let any opportunity go wasted uh, so that they can do the things they need to do to destroy a segment of our society so that they can make them feel like victims and get them to understand that there's nothing that, you know, that, that they get from, uh, you know, from uh, the corporations, uh, from the Republicans, that it's the Republicans that have caused you to be in jail and we're the ones letting you go. And so you're going to stay in these communities, just stay in the sanctuary cities because you, nothing will happen to you. We will protect you and we're going to give you um, handouts. We will give you free booze and free uh, um, narcotics. They do, they're doing that in San Francisco. They're giving it to them for free. We're going to give you free housing. We care about you. Right? As Democrats, we care about you uh, because we've released you from prison. We've, we've caused your homelessness. We've caused your poverty. And the, yet, but we're, now we're just going to give you free stuff. And you can have all the drugs you want. You can have all the paraphernalia that you want for, so you can shoot up. And uh, we're going to give you free alcohol. I don't know why you wouldn't vote for us. <laughs> because we're going to give you all kinds of stuff. And then uh, lastly, of course, they want to dismantle police departments. And so that is their platform. And I'm not sure, but for me, it just doesn't seem like a great platform for America and for Americans, right? Then they want to cause all this other uproar about kneeling for the flag. Who really cares? I don't care anymore. I could care less. I really don't care. That has nothing to do with what I told you that they need to do, right? Real stuff would be hold mayors accountable for the police departments, hold the chiefs of police accountable for their police departments, hold the captains and lieutenants that are in charge of all the police officers, making sure that they get their education, that they don't get more than a couple of complaints. And then if they do, you need to either rehabilitate, retrain or fire one of the two, right? Don't wait until they kill somebody. 
like they did the other day, right? You waited until he got 18, I think it is now. I think it went from 16 to 18 the other day. They waited until he had 18 complaints and they didn't even fire him for the 18th one. They waited until he killed somebody and then they uh, fired him and then they arrested him. Is that what, the, it, this is a Democrat run city in a Democrat run state where they have Democrat uh, council members who are blaming Trump, who are blaming everyone else blaming all the police, yet they did nothing about what was going on in their police department that they're responsible for. Trump's not responsible for their police department. He's not. No matter how many times you say it, no how many times you say he didn't talk about it, he did talk about it several times because that's another speaking point. He's never, he's been quiet. He's never said anything about the riots. He said nothing except for use gas on the people at the park and then hold up the Bible. That's the only thing he's done. He's never, no, he's had like five or six speeches. You dummies, you're, you're, the news you watch doesn't play it. All right. And so um, that's craziness. Let's just go on these lies and just make sure. And, and so you just really quick. These are all the lies that they, they tend to focus on so they can take you away from the real issues that Democrat mayors, governors, city council, uh, congressmen, senators are failing at taking care of this country. They are failing because they're spending too much time on Russian collusion. You know, they spent time on trying to get R R Carter Page and they they spent a lot of time lying that they that they had information that he was a Russian spy. They spent millions of dollars, right, to protect that lie as, as hard as they could. They spent a lot of time on that, right? You notice that they spent a lot of time on impeachment. They spent a lot of time in Congress when they thought they had something that they could show to be true, which they all knew at the time was a lie. Right. They, they have no problem spending a lot of time on that, on that stuff. Uh, General Flynn, Russian spy. They spent a tons of money on that. Millions of thirty five million dollars during the investigation of General Flynn. Thirty five million dollars. You know how much good that could have done a, a city like Chicago on real programs that help educate the children that are growing up in fatherless homes, get, creating father, um, you know, big brother uh, programs to have people show these children as they're growing up what it's like to be a man, uh, that not to be a criminal, to open doors for women, to respect people, to not become drug dealers, to not become uh, you know pimps for prostitution, to not, oh, you're saying all blacks are the, no, I'm telling you, that's what's going on in these inner cities because they have no choice. You're giving them no choice. You're busy spending $35 million on an investigation that you knew was a lie and didn't take that money and put it into the deplorable conditions of some of these inner cities. You did you did nothing. They have never done anything. Uh, uh, De Blasio, whatever his name is, um, all the programs that he put in, nobody knows what happened with the money. Nobody knows what happened. No, they don't know anything, right? They're, they they go, well, yeah, we gave you tons of money. What, what did you do with it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I spent it, right? The Steele dossier was a lie. System systemic racism is a lie. It's a myth. Uh, hydroxychloroquine. Oh, they went crazy about that. They spent a lot of time on that. The journalists spent a lot of time on that, but not one of the journalists who are spending time on hydroxychloroquine did they go into an inner city and say, "What? Why? Why are we? Why is this happening? Where can we start? We need to start with city council members and mayor. Hold them accountable for what's happening in their cities. They're not doing that. Not one. Um, uh, if you if you do, oh, you're horrible." Why you call that place a shithole? It is a shithole. It's a shithole because of the leadership in that city, right? The crime is occurring in that area because the leadership for five decades has done nothing to improve it. And then we have the FISA warrants and all the other kinds of stuff they lied about. They spend a lot of time on that stuff, but they spend no time trying to fix the situation in any of these inner cities. So one last thing as I get to this, one more thing that needs to happen, and I'm going to, and I'm telling you this as a, 
I may be one of the top experts and that's not blowing up my head. It's just understanding that there's no other expert that has as much experience as I do in investigating these cases across North America on a regular basis. I, I know many of the experts and none of them have been in court as much as I have. None of them have investigated as many crimes as I have or not crime. Yeah. Crimes. What else are you call? Um, and 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 actually been on, like I said, the stand testifying in these court cases. And I'm telling you, by all of my experience over the last 15 to 20 years that I've been doing it, I don't know how long I've been doing it. It's just been a really long time that I have very few cases in California. And I shared with you why that is, and that is because of uh, I believe this is the right one right here. Yes. Remember, I told you that you must absolutely must take care of your police officers. You must give them benefits and you must pay them well, because if you pay them well, your hiring standards could be higher. So just so I can show you um, an example or a proof of what I'm telling you to be true. Um, here's a article from Forbes magazine and I can't make it much bigger. Can I, let me see if I can make it bigger so that it looks the view. Let's increase it. There we go. Just a little bit. I could have done that another way with quick, quick keys, right? There we go. All right. So, okay, okay, okay. Get rid of that. All right. So right here, California, average police officer salary. When was this written? Let me look. I think it was just recently. April 23rd, 2020. So April 3rd, 2020. April 23rd, 2020. Uh, uh, a police officer in California earns $105,220 annually. $105,220 annually. That's why I was a police officer in California, <laughs> not in some other place, uh, because we got paid well. We had benefits, we had retirement, we have PERS, Public Employees Retirement System. We have, um, uh, uh, um, gosh darn it, what's it called? Uh, all kinds of other things, all kinds of other retirement stuff. We have very good, and we had, some of us had, I had a take-home car. Not all of us have take-home cars, but I had a take-home car. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a great benefits, and we were well taken care of. We were well trained, and uh, it was really nice. The next closest is a difference of in a uh, 20, almost $20,000 above the second place, which is Alaska. Who knew? I didn't know that, but before that Alaska uh, is the next um, highest paid, $87,000. Then you get into New Jersey, 86, Washington, uh, average 80,000 uh, to Hawaii and Illinois, uh, 78 and 78,000. So you can see a significant drop. And so um, the national average annual wage for a, a police officer is $67,000 right? The average. So uh, uh, cops in, in Los Angeles are paid twice the national average of other law enforcement officers in the country. And so you wonder why, you don't wonder why, why, why as a police officer making that kind of money, which is deserving because we were, we were shot at all the time. We're chasing people very quickly uh, through cities and, and freeways, which you have to make sure and do that carefully so you don't harm anybody. We're making uh, really quick decisions based on a whole bunch of stuff and we're well-trained and we do it well and we're, and, and that's what you should get paid, right? When you're doing something really, really well and you're not getting sued on a regular basis. Why, why is it that why I don't have many cases here in California? It's because they don't want to lose a job like that, right? You don't want to lose a job where you're making a hundred and something thousand dollars, right? There's no incentive when you're getting only paid $67,000 in all these other cities, even in Chicago, making $78,000 where you're going, I, you know, I can make that 
you know, as a, and a supervisor, I looked up, I, oh man, it's on my other computer. A supervisor at Walmart, um, the average pay is about, uh, I think it was between 80,000 and $106,000 is what I saw. Now I have to look it up and, and make And so there's no incentive, like you go, uh, you know, there's no, there's no incentive, right? You're just like, well, I could go work at Walmart. I mean, I don't, but as a cop in California, you don't want to lose that job because it, it, you need, you need plus the cost of living is much higher here. So pay is, is relevant. I think that you also need to look at again. Also we're, we're trained all the time. We get training constantly. This BS that Pelosi put out that no, this training needs a, yeah, we get trained all the time. We have more training since I can remember as a cop on how to be mindful of the different races and, um, um, people from other countries and all that kind of stuff. We were getting it constantly. It was mandatory that you had to go through all this training uh, of being mindful of what other uh, cultures are like. That was the word I was looking for, other uh, uh, cultures. Um, and then, like I said, the other thing is that now you can raise the standards up. You don't need to lower them down to, um, you know, uneducated uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, you can allow for drugs now, right? They can allow for cocaine in some areas because you, you, you wouldn't be able to hire anybody, you know, for $67,000 because they're going to think, well, I could go work somewhere else and not go through all this hassle and, and still continue to take drugs. And, uh, you know, and I could be a cop. Why not? <laughs> I'll go do that. Right. Or I, you know, you, you, you failed at, at, um, you know, uh, being a security guard, but now they're hiring you as a cop. I mean, see, you see these standards have to be lowered because the, the, the pay is much lower. And so you can't, so when I was hiring security guards, I couldn't be very picky about whether they were, uh, you know, even have a little bit of a criminal record and some other stuff because nobody was going to go to work for a security company getting paid 15, 18 bucks an hour. You have to lower your standards. It's just, if you've never been in business, you have to understand that when you're paying somebody a certain price that your uh, candidates are not going to be, you know, master's degrees and bachelor's degrees and that kind of stuff because they're going to go elsewhere. But if you, as a law enforcement agency, are paying $106,000, $107,000 uh, to start, right? This is the start. <laughs> then you have people that are coming in that have education, that don't have a history of criminality, that your standards are much tougher, but more people want it, who have a, a, a higher standard of living throughout their life. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're not going to hire some morons. You'll still hire morons, but you have to watch and you have to weed them out but you have fewer than when you're, when you're kind of going, you know what, I can't find anybody else because we can't pay high enough to keep people out. So pay is a huge thing too. Um, and education, that kind of stuff. It's just one of those factors that nobody really looks at that you can't defund. And this is the point that I'm trying to get to. You can't defund police departments, lowering the wages, not giving them a, a pay increase because it's going to backfire and you're not going to, you're going to have people that are security guards, um, that again, nothing wrong with being a security guard. I know I probably have some security guards watching. Some of you are doing some really good jobs and some of them are getting paid very well. Uh, but I'm telling you, you're going to have a less, uh, quality person that uh, comes into, uh, and picks up an application and then makes it through because you're not paying well enough. If you've not increased the pay to keep up with the cost of living in the city in which they're working. And you want that you want people to, to, to live close or within the city that they are also working because they care more. Many times officers can't afford to live in the city that they're working. They have to live out in the outskirts somewhere. Uh, and so there's not this bond to the place that they're working necessarily. So we have that issue too. All right. So uh, I hope this made sense. And the stuff I talked about, the, the, the worthlessness of the bill that they brought up is just, it's a waste. It's just air. It's hot air uh, to give the impression to the people of the BLM movement that they've done something and they've done nothing. They literally did nothing 
on in Washington, D.C., uh, the Democrats said it was all a waste of time in a way. They're good at wasting time, wasting money and wasting air and wasting space <laughs> because they do nothing on a regular basis. I, I've showed you um, where um, and I didn't even go through all the stuff. You know, uh, President Trump has done a, a, a number of things for the black community that he will never get credit for, that they will never bring up. You bring it up and they go, oh, no, we don't want to talk about that. Right. They, they put their hand up. We don't want to talk about all the black programs that he's put through uh, because they're meaningless. What do you mean they're meaningless? He just gave millions of dollars to the, the, the historically black colleges and universities, millions of dollars to help them with their education, to help give scholarships. So more black um, children who are graduating high school can get into these black uh, universities and, and get educated. How, how is that not good? The hundreds of millions of dollars in that program, right? I, I mean, that's just one of several. Um, let me just read a couple really quick. I don't want to leave without reading a couple. So you got rec record-breaking results uh, um, uh, under Trump, economic opportunity and soaring, uh, and un unemployment is dropping for African-Americans prior to pandemic. It'll all come back and it'll drop back down again. Uh, investing in distressed communities, President Donald Trump's uh, opportunity zones, incentives are promoting investment in left-behind economic distressed communities. He's actually doing something what I spoke about. The Democrats have done nothing in this area. Now, they'll tell you that they have, but there's, they have nothing to show for it. There's no program that the Democrats have had. And there's, there's other things on here that I, you know, I'm not going to read it all to you because it's too extensive. But promoting minority-owned businesses through job training, tax reform, and deregulation, President Donald J. Trump and his administrations are creating a better environment for minority-owned businesses. The Democrats do that? No. Uh, did he do that? Yes. Did they talk about doing something like that? Maybe, but they've never actually done it. Uh, delivering for HBCUs, that's the Historically Black uh, Colleges and Universities, has uh, made supporting our nation's historically black colleges and universities a key priority. Um, I'm not sure if the number is on here. There it is for the science legislation. Uh, increased federal funding programs more than 14%. Uh, oh, there it is. President uh, signed legislation and forgave more than $300 million in Hurricane Katrina related debt uh, that threatened New Orleans, Louisiana area HBCUs. Uh, and, and again, I can go on. Um, but you never hear about that. They don't mention it. They don't care. Uh, it's not about what actually is done to help these communities. Uh, they just want to tell you how poor and bad and victimized and all this kind of stuff. Again, I'm not saying that what happened to George Floyd was not horrible. It was. Uh, the cop the former cop needs to be in prison probably for the rest of his life. Um, he brought down four, uh, three other cops. Two of them only had four. One of them had four days on one of them had three days on. Um, sad for those guys. They showed up to work that day, not knowing that, that, you know, they were going to go to jail and be in prison for up to 15 to 25 years. Right. <laughs> it was the FTO. I was, I was there in training and it's not, you know, they stood there. They did nothing. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but, um, it, it, again, it's not their fault that they got assigned uh, FTOs that knew better than to do what they did. And and the city did nothing to fire them prior to that happening. They did nothing. And these two unfortunate rookie cops got drugged down um, by this uh, FTO. All right, my friends. I hope this. Oh, man, I forgot my sponsors again. Gosh, darn it. At the beginning. I get so excited and can't wait to get started. But uh, let me just put them up here really fast. Uh, those of you that are on. Um, uh, Oh, that's so funny. I never noticed that you could do this other thing here. All right. I got people watching on Twitch. A bunch of people watching. <laughs> that's so funny. Huh. 
I never knew this was possible. I'm sorry. I just found something new on StreamYard. It's fantastic. All right. Go to uh, today's happycoffee.com. If you want to have the best coffee that you've ever drank, that makes you happy, makes you energized and is good for you and helps with the hunger pains. If you're going through um, intermittent fasting, like I do, I love drinking in the morning. I don't uh, have to eat anything until about one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, which is fantastic. Uh, I've already lost weight in the last week and a half that I've been drinking uh, happy coffee. So go to today's happycoffee.com. Uh, CBD oil, which I've told you about for years has changed my life. Today's cbdoil.com. And then today's the sale.com for other wellness products that I love and take daily, daily. I have not felt this good and been this healthy in my entire life. I believe it is a direct result of the three things I just listed there. I take uh, all the, the sale products and um, CBD and happy coffee, which has just it literally changed my life. And so that's my results. I can't tell you uh, anything more than that because I'm forbidden by the FDA not to say that it cures anything. I can just tell you that it's um, the company's one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world, and that's the sale. Um, and then the Happy Coffee is a newly discovered product that I just love, and I think they're fantastic too. All right, so once again, today's happycoffee.com, today's cbdoil.com, everything starts with today, today's viseo.com. All right, that's it. I will see you later. I hope uh, this helps some of you understand why, why nothing really happened today in regard to reform. They've done nothing. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.